Hi there, Novice Leaders listeners. This episode um, is a little bit different than our usual speakeasy episodes. This one actually kind of calls back to the first one that we did. Uh, I think it was speakeasy bonus number two, where it was more just a jumble of bits that were cut off from other episodes. A lot of the early episodes with Eric and Sean, the three of us would go on for, you know, maybe two hours or two hours and like 20 minutes. And there was always little bits that I liked that I could never fit into the episode, but they never really were long enough to create their own speakeasy episodes. And so for this one, I just pieced together a bunch of them. So the conversation may seem a little bit lacking in flow, but I still think there's some good bits in here. Hope you enjoy it. It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long. And you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb, Eric, and Sean. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics centered on video games, Prometheus, and the career of Quentin Tarantino. movie in the first place because i don't usually ever want to watch horror movies it's just because in the trailers i loved seeing all those little dolls and miniatures and some people know yeah I, for that. I do <laughs> i i yeah um there's somebody on instagram and i don't usually go on instagram but there's somebody that makes uh that's making a, a haunted dollhouse and it's like all all out with like everything's black and brown and dark and I don't know how the fuck they do that shit, but I admire anybody who does that kind of work. I just love miniatures. And you just remind me of a video game that I think some people might want oh boy. to check out. It's a little bit creepy. And it reminded me of like Horror Dollhouse when you said that. There's a, there's a video game, it's current. Uh, I think it's called Nightmares or The Nightmares or Little Nightmares. Little Little Nightmares. I have that. I have that game, yeah. Yeah. It, it, have you played it? I, I've played about uh, maybe a third of it. Um, okay. so I don't really care about horror games ever or games that scare you, but that was pretty cool. I, I played a little bit of the first and the second one just. It, it's a cre- it's a creepy game. If you like that game, you might want to play Limbo or Inside. Yeah, Limbo is great. I played a tiny bit of Limbo. Inside. I don't know anything about. Yeah, it's it's very it's, it's very very much like Limbo, where it's a what do you call it when you go from one point to the other? It's a linear game, platformer, platformer, and with uh, puzzles that you have to do. Uh, but I can't play anything but Dead by Daylight right now. But whatever, yeah, uh, Little Nightmares is, is quite good. I think it was Sean, maybe who not too long ago mentioned something on uh, social media about Five Nights at Freddy's, and yep. like maybe you never. You've never experienced it, or you don't get it, or something. You said something like that, Sean, right? Recently. Yeah, yeah. I got an Oculus three three hundred dollars. Oh, that's three hundred dollars, and all I can do is the roller coaster games. Everything else is too intense for me. I really want to try that. Yeah. Okay. So Sean, okay, that's what it was. Sean, I guess you tried Five Nights at Freddy's and you found it too intense on the on the on the Oculus or whatever. And I think I tried. To- they fucking walk around and they scream at you when the lights go yes. out. Yes. So I think I tried to go on social media because I thought, oh, you're being so silly. That was the first time I ever even noticed Five Nights at Freddy's or had any interest in it when you made that. Post. Really? Yeah. I. Did you investigate it further, Caleb? Um, I looked it up to see if it was available on my Xbox, and I was like, wait, I don't have VR stuff, so I was like, ah, yeah, fuck it. Oh, no, 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 you don't, you don't need VR. And it is on Xbox, because um, that's where I played it uh, recently. I had played it before some other places. But so Sean made that post, and I chided him on social media like, oh, geez, like, come on now. Because uh, I played it a little bit some years ago. Not my thing, but whatever. So then Sean had mentioned it. And then I, I got like the, 
whatever the Xbox thing is, like All Access or whatever the heck it's called, where you get access to a bunch of free games for Game a Pass. PC. And I saw Final on there. Yeah, Game Pass. And I was like, oh, look. All right. Let me download um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's again, since Sean had put it in my mind. And I started playing it. And when I played it in the past, I never took it serious, the game. But this time I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to play this game the way you're supposed to. Try to beat the first level. And, you know, you go through the first night. And the first half of the first night, I was like, yeah, okay, this is the same boring game I don't care about. Oh, my God. It started scaring the shit out of me. Oh, really? Hmm. It started freaking me out. And I, I got through the first night. And I was like, fuck this, man. Yeah, it's what so... What the fuck? I'm not playing this shit. <laughs> it's so intense and anxiety-producing. And, and, and Caleb, you know what this game is? It's a stupid concept. It is. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Nope, I, I don't know anything okay. about it. So so you, you, you play a security guard, a, a, a nighttime security guard at basically like a showbiz pizza or a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Y'all have that up there? I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese, but not Showbiz. Yeah, yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, Showbiz went out a long probably before you were born. But yeah. Chuck E. Cheese, you know, it's a place that has these animatronic, rope, creepy robots. And um, what happens is that you're you're stuck at your security station, and the creepy animatronic robots. There's like a bear. There's a chicken. Um, I think there's a fox. Bunny. Oh, there's a bunny. They get up and they walk around the hallways. And you hit, you're looking at the security screens, and you have to decide when you need to close the doors where you are, so they don't they don't come in and kill you. Okay. Now, if you are unable to complete the challenge within a certain the first time I played it, I ran out of time. I went until 6 a.m. I lost all the power. The screen went completely blank, and for about 10 seconds, I was like, "What the fuck?" And then all of a sudden, this thing screams at me in my face in virtual reality. Because I won. And, you know, it's got this cutesy kind of like, da, 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 but it's terrifying. <laughs> um, I thought it was a kid's game. I was wrong. This is not a game for children. And they're, they're coming out with a movie. And if you want, uh, go look at a, a, a preview uh, there on YouTube called Willie's Wonderland. Uh, that's out mm-hmm. right now, and that's got Christopher, uh, Christopher, Nicholas Cage, and it basically doing the same shit that they do in Five Nights and Freddy's, but it looks hilarious and funny and all that. So, yeah, I'm curious about that movie. I haven't seen the trailer, but I'm curious. But yeah, it's such a ridiculously simple, basic concept, crude graphics. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. You can't see all the security screens at once. You have to like switch, and you can't watch yeah. them the full time. Um, because you don't have power, and to shut the doors, you need power. And there's also some lights that you can turn on outside your office to kind of keep them away. But everything takes power, and you have such little power to use, so you have to use it sparingly and time. Fuck! It's ridiculous. It's such a stupid fucking game. I'm not gonna play it again. <laughs> there was a there was another game years ago, uh, Slenderman. I think you're all uh, you know from there with Slenderman. Oh, yeah. And you're just basically in the fucking woods. And the, the goal of the game is just to, uh, you know, get eight pieces of notes that are, uh, you know, on trees or whatever and avoid Slenderman. If you see Slenderman, you're dead. But when you're when Slenderman is near, it sounds really scary. The graphics are really crappy. And I, I could only play it a couple times. And if they could make that in VR, I think that would be the most terrifying fucking thing ever. Oh, yeah, that was really scary at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they made a movie out of it, and the movie was su- sucked, and I fell asleep in the theater. Yeah, I never saw that. It looks so bad. But the <laughs> but the but the documentary about the uh, the two girls that killed the little girl uh, because they thought Slenderman told them to that that's pretty good. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yikes! Actually, what he has done in the past <laughs> is he said we're going to record now, and then I continue to to jabber on for 45 minutes and and somebody asks eric about oh 4k and blu-ray and then you're you're in for a 45 minute you know lecture well i was gonna say sean because you said you don't have 4k sean do you happen to have a 4k tv just because uh no no i don't i don't the last well then you really need to upgrade your tv um because if you don't have a 4k tv right now that means you haven't gotten a new tv in at least four or five years um, because virtually every TV in the last three years has been 4K. Um, so that means your TV is like four or five years old. And if that's the case, uh, 
bro, you need to you need to upgrade. And and it's it's going to set you back a whole two hundred forty nine dollars in twenty twenty one. I know that's going to be pretty rough with your student loans and everything, but I mean, probably me and Caleb could chip in if you need some assistance. I I'm sitting six feet away from a giant TV that's bigger than anything I've ever had in my life. And I'm perfectly happy with that. So she said, okay, that's fine. Well, again, the 4K is not just about the 4K on the screen. It's that 4K opens you up more to the 4K restorations that are out there. Okay. You you and Steve, he's trying to talk me into getting a, an Xbox X and it can play uh, 4K discs. And I'm like, I, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. By the time I buy that, and I buy the, all the TV. All the newer game systems play 4K discs except the PlayStation Pro, but all the other ones, like the Xboxes and the, and the PlayStation 5, they all play 4K discs. But again, you can get a 4K, you can get a 4K <laughs> player now, like on okay. Amazon for probably like $89. Uh, I yes. I know that's rough. Okay. That's rough. Yeah, I just bought a 4K player yesterday, actually. Because I went and bought the <gasps> TV. I bought it because I need to buy a new TV, and I was like, oh, I might as well get 4K <gasps> since I'm getting the PS5 eventually. Look at that! Oh my god, breaking news. Oh my. But, but I found out that the uh, Godzilla 2014 4K version, mm -hmm. they're completely like recoloring it and relighting it. Okay, I didn't know that, but okay. Yeah, which one of my huge complaints of that movie is always that it's been too dark, and it's kind of visually ugly, kind of visually brown. At you. So what's the butt? Or and so that's why I went and bought the player because I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> oh, okay. So that well, that that's good then. That's good. Okay. Because I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, maybe it'll maybe it'll make me change my mind on that movie a little bit because I've always kind of held it against that. Well, I didn't know they were doing that, but that what you're talking about the the, the color grading and changing it up. Yep. Uh, by the way, that's what they do with Lord of the Rings on 4K. Yeah, I heard. We did the color grading. Um. Anyway. But they redid it for the Blu-ray, too, and it looked terrible. Shit, maybe I should just sort of watched my DVD copy that I had. No, don't do that. That looks really ruddy. I, I owned it, of course, when it first came out, and that's that's terrible. Um, much Looks ruddy, but the colors are right. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a new contrarian in town. Caleb is his name. Um, what was I going to say? Um, Prometheus. I haven't seen it probably in a year and a half. Yeah, I... I, I had watched it back in 2017, and for whatever reason last night, I just put it on out of boredom. I don't know why, because I never liked that film, and I still don't. I feel like you brought it up for a reason, other than that you randomly put turned it on. I, I was just curious, because I, I feel like nobody talks about that movie anymore, really. Yeah, they mostly don't, and like when it comes on Sci-Fi Party Line, everyone just sighs. But um, I always thought it was okay, because it missed the mark, you see? Because uh, I was very excited, and a lot of other people were very excited, um, and it just didn't hit the mark. It wasn't terrible; it just didn't didn't give us what we really wanted. I always thought that people threw out the baby with the bathwater in that movie. They're like, "Oh, why? Why does he touch the alien? Why does she, Why doesn't she get out of the way when the spaceship is rolling?" And when I was watching, and I had the same thoughts, but for the rest of the movie, I thought it was pretty good. Did not like Alien Covenant, though. I thought that was Oof. ridiculous and boring. Oof. Well. I liked it because it got back to the more traditional alien yeah. style of like more suspenseful horror in the, in the traditional way. But I was miffed by the whole movie because I loved what's her name? Oh, really? Shaw? Dr. Shaw? Yeah, well, I love the actress in Prometheus and I expected to see another adventure with her and the fact that they like bishoped her, like they did a bishop in Alien 3. That's that's basically what they did. Is bishop was so cool in Aliens. Oh, and, and, and then they bishoped yeah, Newt as well. So that's exactly what they did to her with Alien Covenant. So that was the one thing that just completely pissed me off because I just thought she was so cool um, in the first movie. Uh, um, and I wish she was in more American movies, not just the Sherlock's uh, sequel. I, I it, Prometheus is on my list of movies I continue to force myself to watch, like just to you know, like I think I'll like it more if I do. Like when you like when there's a song you're not sure about by some artist and you think. Mm, if I give it, you know, eight more listens, it'll start to grow on me. So I do that with some movies, and Prometheus is one of those. And I have forced myself to watch it more, and I have appreciated it more. And it looked really great on Blu-ray already. Oh, I used to have the 3D version. Looks fantastic if you have some VR goggles or something. Hmm. And, uh, of course, I bought the 4K 
not too long ago. It's just, just beautiful, 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 beautiful. So yeah, I like it more now. It's still flawed. I always, I think Eric is like the modern version of people like in France that would sit and drink coffee and wine in front of a cafe and discuss like Toulouse-Lautrec or whatever his name is. That, that's that's the modern 2021 version right there. <laughs> oh, I could literally hear him saying, uh, he doing a, 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 a chef's kiss. It's beautiful, beautiful. Prometheus. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. The HR manager at my job. Oh, boy. Um, the other day, I was... I was trying to explain why I felt like my mentor from corporate wasn't a good fit for me and um, when she was here teaching me my job. And I was explaining to him that she's loved in corporate because she's like she's like the Mrs. Wolf, um, like in Pulp Fiction, like she's just sent in to like fix things. She's like a fixer. Um, and my HR manager, he was just like, oh my God, are you making a Pulp Fiction reference right now? He's like, man, give me a high five. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I said, yeah, uh, yeah, movies is my thing. Of course, Tarantino. And he's like, dude, we need to talk. Then he called me the next day and he wanted to hear, what did he want to hear? First, he wanted to hear my opinion on Hateful Eight and I gave it. And then he wanted to hear like what my favorite Tarantino movies were or whatever. Oh my God. And did he have three hours to spare, I guess? (laughs) (laughs) And then... Uh, I was saying something, and then he's like, oh, well, he's like, my favorite is Kill Bill. But he's like, I'm not sure if Kill Bill 1 or Kill Bill 2. He's not a young guy. He's uh, probably, one. I don't know, late 30s. But he was like, I don't know, Kill Bill 1. And I was like, Kill Bill? I mean, don't get me wrong. I was like, I love Kill Bill. It's a great movie. And I was like, go ahead and put them together. That That's fine. It makes it easier. But I was like, but it's not my favorite. And, and I was saying, it's because it's one of... Tarantino's more juvenile movies and he was like oh god he's like you're one of those kind of people I was like I'm not saying juvenile's bad I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Kill Bill I'm just saying I like some of his more quote-unquote mature movies he's just maybe he just likes kung fu flicks again I love Kill Bill I was thrilled to death when I saw the movies I'm not saying it's bad it's just not my favorite yeah it's just you know your tastes. Mine is Jackie Brown. I love black exploitation. That movie's like this beautiful love letter to black exploitation. So it just suits my fancy very well. I love that. Um, first, I have to take Pulp Fiction off the table because it's the one that got me in. Not just the Tarantino, but movies. Um, so I take that off the table, and then with what I'm left, mm, I change over the years. But right now, I'm gonna say it has to be between Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me. Taking Pulp Fiction off the table. I still gotta rewatch that last one. Only seen it in the theater. Once upon a time. The more I keep watching these movies from the seventies, like you guys keep making me do, from the early seventies, the more I see connections to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But yeah. Yeah, the seventies, beautiful time for film. My favorite period. Absolutely, yes. Totally agree. Yep, and I think we're gonna talk about that more um, when we do the official conversation. Oh yeah, I guess Sean, you probably don't know this. <laughs> But for this particular what a pleb. for this particular type of podcast, we actually, uh, or I should say, I actually emulated Steve's uh, bar sounds in the background. Oh yeah, I knew that. Oh, I yeah, I, that. I, I, I listen. You know. Oh. oh, oh or, I, I listened to one episode. I guess, oh, I guess it was there when you're on your speakeasy episodes. Yep, that's right. You should make it mix it up sometimes, like be like like in a like a Latin bar or. I don't know what other types of bars there are. We've been planning because my favorite period of the Tardis Tavern was always the traveling period. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody says that, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Was that their secondary console era? Yeah, and so me and Isaac have always talked, my co-host, about doing little vacation. Like, we go to Amity Island to go see, uh, or do a commentary on Jaws, and I'm not sure what else. We always go to Jaws, and we're like, what do we do after that? And then have no clue, so... That's why we haven't done it yet. We're still working on it. <laughs> There's other locations in the world and the universe. Yeah, but we were we were wanting to solely focus on like fictional movie places. So we were thinking maybe like Haddonfield to go through Halloween, but I don't know. Still putting that together. Oh my god. Got back to the future. Oh, is that a fictional place? I I never watched that movie. It's oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. I'm I'm logging out now. <laughs> I loved it as a kid. 
But for whatever reason, I just, every time I go back to it, I like it slightly less. I don't know why. It's because you're Canadian. Oh. <laughs> How much has he been drinking before we started this? Yeah, I've had a couple glasses, but he definitely sounds like he had more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm filling out a form online. Um, somebody just texted me, said, you know, you got to do this. Um, I've been trying to get a COVID vaccine so I can return to work. And see. Yeah, my girlfriend just got one last week. She's a nurse, so. Or not a nurse, but a nursing unit clerk, but. Insurance. Oh, God. Now it's asking for insurance information that I don't know off the top of my head. So I'm going to put that. Somebody, uh, a nurse, uh, or a nurse uh, trainee friend of mine said, oh, you can sign up here to stand in line probably for three hours at the uh, the racetrack that we have down here what do you call that what is that eric what type of racetrack i mean is it dogs horses in austin the racetrack oh you're talking about f1 um it's what's it called it's oh, stand for three hours to get the vaccination it's like circuit of america yeah or something. yeah well, i'm assuming you have to stand in line for three hours i may be wrong but wow that'd be brutal oh. for the racing no for to get a vaccination yeah i think we waited oh. 20 minutes yeah we live right beside our vaccination place it was like one minute down the road so it's very nice. That's not the way it is here in rural central Texas. It's pretty easy. It's been very difficult for me to, um, I, two, two nights in a row, I went online to the Austin Health Services and they post appointments at eight o'clock at night. And there's like, there were like 20,400 people in front of me and there was no way in hell. Oh, Jeez. you know what? Backtrack. I, I forget why it's probably so easy. I just realized the, because by and large, people here don't want to get it and don't care i forgot so so you know they do have vaccinations i think that's that probably adds to why it's mm. a lot easier yeah did you guys see that did you guys see what What's michael that? moore said about the vaccinations in texas no, I don't ever see what michael <laughs> yeah that guy over the years he's just disappoints me more and more that he guy. was joking I've never paid attention. To <laughs> I, I know he was joking, more. but it's. I just thought it was a little unhelpful. But I, I, I also think. What do you say about Texas? Uh, he was just saying because there's so many anti-maskers that they should just not give the vaccinations to Texas. I know he was we'll joking. See, again, but... that, that, that kind of comment will just fall on deaf ears. <laughs> they'll just be like, "Yeah, okay," and. Well, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, yeah, and being in a debred area where I am now, yeah, they don't care. I, I think I told Sean how overjoyed they were with the in where mm-hmm. in the area I'm at, they were overjoyed with the governor's um, declaration. Stupid idiot! I just can't believe he fucking yeah. did that. that. That's just anyway. Okay, all right. I don't want to get started with that shit. I can't believe a virus That's fair. science has turned into politics, and it's well. I, okay, but if you want to say that though, I'll say it's on. It's definitely both sides are playing politics with that virus. It's not just one side. I grew up in a household where I was taught that scientists lied to us our whole lives and that the world was only 6,000 years old and that you couldn't trust scientists for anything except for doctors. Yes. Because doctors weren't part of the global conspiracy, so. Just... Yes, and they used to burn a wicker <laughs> poutine annually during uh, midwinter. Poutine? What? <laughs> a wicker poutine? I, I was the first Canadian thing that popped in my head. No, oh, that's a that's wicker man, not a poutine. <laughs> I was trying to think of a wicker something oh, Canadian, and that was the first thing. A wicker thing poutine would be. Okay, all right. Oh, which, by the way, I listened to that classic horror cast episode after we done we're done our podcast. Oh, that was so love that. Show. That was so long ago. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I I was very unhappy doing that. By the way. Oh, the the podcast. Mm-hmm. I I. Oh, that's too bad. I was usually the odd man out, and I felt like they would both uh, sort of uh, ambush me with their opinions, especially about mm. um, The Shining. I felt very attacked. Uh, but it's, I don't remember that episode. They both hated that movie, and I liked it, and I was sort of talked down to about it. One of my uh, co-hosts on that show had a talent for doing that in general to people on the internet and whatnot. Eric, steady. Eric, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was, that's what I was thinking yeah. already. Kyle's fine. I remember, I remember one of my write-ins to the Tardis Tavern. I remember I called him a bit of a butt. <laughs> 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 so, 
It's like I always throw he's on the show, even if he's a bit of a butt sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 the end for me and and Eric here, this Eric, Eric Escamilla, he texted me something that Eric Stadnick had uh, posted on Twitter. He said, "I refuse to see a movie where someone just goes cocoa banana cat." Ba- banana crazy and shoots a bunch of people i will never see the movie joker ever oh yeah i remember that. so i went and saw the movie joker and then i found that tweet and i'm like why, why are you saying this because that movie it's not really what it's about and you may want to check it out you may like it no i'm never going to see it you know and that was another one that was weirdly politicized for not really the right reasons yeah. i didn't quite get that yeah uh but i don't know I don't know, when you're Eric or you're Chip or you're Erica, you know, people listen to what you want to say, so. Yeah, and give it ten years, they won't remember anymore, and they'll be like, hey, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I feel like they're going to double down on whatever direction they're going in. Uh, um, the wind blows so fast these days, people forget. Oh, okay. Okay, so Sean's already magically here. Okay, yeah. we're all here. <laughs> here we go. I'll try not to hit my table and, and touch it. So I think I did a lot in the last picture podcast. I didn't mean to, but I was like kept rubbing my table and bumping it while we were recording. It was a lot in the Wicker Man one too, but I edited it out. <laughs> so it's okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just leave it in. Unless it's, well, it's probably distracting for you being the editor. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty anal. I just remove all background sounds that I can. Well, you know, you and all my exes. All right, here we go. I have no idea what that was. Strap on. Strap on. This is crap. I can't help it. Everything's an innuendo. Like Eric Steinman says, in, in my endo. Yeah, Sean, I, I don't know. I, I probably already told you, I mean, since I had my new job. I was the kind of person who virtually never experienced anxiety or for the most part never experienced stress throughout most of my adult life. And I have made up for it in the last three really? months. Like, I, I feel anxiety on a much more regular basis, especially for a guy who never feels it or felt it before. But it's because of my job, and it's because of, like, feeling like I'm drowning, like, in my work duties and commitments. Yeah, so now I'm getting a dose, I guess, maybe of what normal people feel. Well, you know, anxiety, you know, has been around all the time, but I think it's gotten worse since we've, you know have email and FedEx and all that shit and everything has to be done right now. As soon as you're done with it, you have to give it to me right now. Yeah, obviously I never worked a real admin job pre-internet. Um, so of course, I could just imagine the way you could kind of like, you know, smooth things over. Oh, I didn't get the memo. What? Me- oh, oh, damn, mail yep. department. I, you know, get the, what memo? Oh, I wasn't home when I got the phone call. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you, you can't do any of that now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are we ready to talk about The Exorcist? Uh, I certainly am. Hey, baby. Keep us so yes, I'm about to lose my um, my uh, my Regan virginity. Here we go. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, well, except <laughs> for the fact that I watched Exorcist two of more than a few times but yeah and i i guess that's where we can start yeah yeah i just have a lot of questions about that yeah here we go i'm gonna try not to hit this table all right let me just start the movie Um, (laughs) yeah i just started it friedkin's introduction is uh bogging me down here there we go there it is it looks like um batman returns Uh, on the newer version of the movie it looks just like batman at least uh it's not the last picture show he'd be bogdanovich in you down (laughs) oh that's terrible i know i just (laughs) hey i liked it but so so caleb how much time are you going to reserve for yourself to edit this episode um and and eric eric how much meth did you take before we started recording (laughs) what are you talking about jumping all over Like a bunny rabbit. No, Ooh. let me ask you. Wait, I've got to. I've got to ask you uh, some questions, Eric. Okay. Do you ahead. do you like 1980s Surgeon General C. Everett Koop? What? I don't even understand the question now. Do you do you do you enjoy the work of a t- 1980s a t- Surgeon General C. Everett Koop? I don't know who that is. TV or actual Surgeon General? Okay. Well, okay, that's fine. Uh, oh. The actual guy. Do you enjoy uh, the the recently departed? Do you did you ever like uh, the recently departed Larry King? 
Oh yeah, Freddy um, died. I don't have strong feelings about him, but he lived not too far from the infamous steps in the Exorcist. Okay. Are are you a fan of eighties hop throb Fabio? Fan no. Okay, sounds like you won't like the Exorcist three that much then. Yeah, I was just about to say, are you talking about Exorcist For 3? All those reasons, Larry <laughs> Fabio and the Surgeon General. Is the Surgeon General in that too? <laughs> yeah, oh. see Everett Cope is in that movie. I, I think he's he's having dinner with uh, Larry King in a restaurant. Oh yeah, I was gonna say it was a Larry King. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Fabio is in it too. These all these people make like little tiny cameos, but and uh, uh, Samuel Jackson is, is that because of Washington? Oh, or? that's right! <laughs> Fucking shit! I forgot about that. Yes, is that because is, is that because because it takes place in Washington D.C.? Is that why those people are making cameos? Uh, I guess yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, Larry like lived like. 1.5 miles away from those steps in real life. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, it does take place in Washington, does it? I don't remember. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Kinderman. So he was from Washington in the first movie. So he's... is that where Georgetown is? Yeah, it's a suburb of it's Washington. Right there, it's like across the river from Arlington Cemetery. For some reason, I was thinking Illinois, but I don't know why. <laughs> oh, you Canadians! <laughs> it's all one big America. That's the only place I've been. I don't know why I've been to California and Florida, but. Do you want to hear another controversial commercial? Sure. This is John Pertwee. You may have heard this, John Pertwee. Oh, yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> Where in the galaxy is Sanusi? Show us your tits and I'll tell you. <laughs> Show us your tits and I'll tell you. Yeah, I remember when that was coming out and everyone was like, holy crap. This reminds me of, uh, what was the commercial for? It was actually a corporate video, a four minute long yeah. corporate video for, that, oh. that he made for somebody. It was blowing up in my Doctor Who groups, and people were like, "Should we still watch Pertwee stories?" Jesus fucking Christ! Oh my, my god! Response. What's the average age of the people in that group? Um, anywhere from like sixteen to like sixty-five. It's a pretty huge yeah, range. Terrible. The entire uh, the the entire uh, Verity podcast group. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that that group. Yeah, it's yeah. That reminded me of, uh, like, back in the days when we were doing Prognet with Chris on a regular basis. I stumbled across a random porn video that came up on X Videos or Pornhub, and it was just a random, one-off video, obviously a porn video, but, like, like its title had some kind of sci-fi theme to it, and the whole the whole porno takes place in the TARDIS console room circa 1979 and like like as it like like someone has like a fan facsimile of like the TARDIS console room of that time period and then I guess lent it out so that a a full porno could be filmed and it's just so bizarre because just the console and everything and the roundels and everything I had told Chris about it and Chris was like well like really he's like man I'd really like to see this and I have been searching for it, like all these years later. I could, I never found it, but I think I saw it like about a year ago. But I didn't save the link. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that's my thoughts on that. Terrible. Yeah, like the worst. I don't know how that related, but maybe, maybe I'm already drunk. Off, off, or on taste. Doctor Who, tangential stuff. <laughs> well, let's talk about the Exorcist Three, shall we? Yeah, that's how I open it. There you go. We can only go down from here. After I talked about the TARDIS porno, we can only go down. <laughs> I have that problem with Tree of Life. Um, I have the Blu-ray and Criterion? the DVD. No, no. Um, uh, I don't have Criterion. Is it on Criterion? Is that a Malik movie? Yeah. Let me check. I know they mostly are, but maybe Tree of Life is a that one is. or something. That was to like 2011, maybe? think so. Oh. I ha- I have it because it's nominated for best picture. I fucking thought it dude. was. Uh, I remember I tried to watch it and I, I think I fell asleep. It's really, it's really, it's really loves to suck its own dick. It's so masturbatory. Um, I find that's the, the two, Terrence Malick movies. There's, I've seen. Yes. there's some masturbatory <laughs> things I like and some I don't. Uh, and oh, I'm sure you would love Tree of Life, Eric. No, it's nothing. It's never sure like that. 
It's never sure like that. If it ever comes up on the podcast, you are so going to rank that as number one for whatever year that was. It's a 50-50 chance. I still want to see the Song to Song Terrence Malick movie that nobody talks about. Because um, it's by far his worst received movie ever. That They literally don't even talk about it anywhere. Mm. Um, it, it was filmed in Austin by, at South by Southwest. But um, oh, yeah, I I'm still curious to watch it, though. Uh. Even though it's by far his most derided film. Like I want to see... Is it literally that bad? Does it literally look like he just had his iPhone and was walking around South by Southwest? That's what it looks like in trailers. Um, but I'm oh just curious. Oh, my God. Is it really that bad? I don't know. I don't know, but that out. sounds horrible. I would I'd be happy to do it. I've always wanted to do a Terrence Malick retrospective. Well, that'd be the weirdest one of all to pick because <laughs> it's it, it doesn't seem like his other movies except that maybe it meanders. But I don't know. I've never seen it. I've only seen a little bit of the trailer. Well, uh, speaking of meandering, uh, let, let's let's not meander. Let's talk about Exorcist Three. Damn, because I thought okay. you were talking about Legion. <laughs> talk no. about meandering. <laughs> okay, I'm restarting the movie. Okay, oh, okay, so, we got Eric. Like you guys should, okay. Yeah, there we I go. I feel like you guys should should start recording and then uh, and while I piss live in mic. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to go to the restroom. That's what. I, in other words, I have to go to the restroom. Oh, go to the restroom by all means. Go to the restroom. I thought you said you were gonna pee in a cup. There we go. Okay, hold on. Eric, Eric's got to get his fix his chair. He's got to get his fake notes. He's got to get his drinks. I got the drinks, but thank you for my. I had the fake notes earlier. Let me, let me bring them back. I started looking up DMX. He was on life support for 50 days after he had a heart attack. Oh. Anyway, Kobe missed. Yeah, that's sad. 50 years old. Wow. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in you, up in you. Um, that's my tribute. <laughs> However, I never think of Jaws being 75. I always think of Jaws as being like yeah, 76 yeah. or something. Yeah, Jaws, Jaws came out the same time that I did. Uh... Summer of 1975. In fact, my mother went to go see Jaws, came out of my mother's hoo-ha. Uh, she went to go see Jaws. She was pregnant, like eight months pregnant. And I don't... She was saying the movie was so loud and the music was so intense that it caused me to... Uh, like I responded to it in the womb. And I was water broke? kicking a lot. Yeah, that's what I say. Did it cause you to give birth? I would love to say that her water broke and I was actually born in the theater while Jaws was playing. Unfortunately, no. She gave birth like a month or so later uh, on, a, on an August. Sean, you got to start playing like a Brian Williams on these podcasts and just start making it up. I was going to say, because when I, when I felt in my mother's hoo-ha, the Sunmakers was on television. Is that an outdated reference? Does anyone remember who Brian Williams is anymore? <laughs> Um, from the the Beach Boys? No, it's Brian Wilson. No. Brian Williams, oh, the news anchor? The news, yeah. And he... Who has, like, a totally effable daughter? I mean, what? Uh, did, did you know the joke I was making, Sean, or is it completely left? I went guys? right over my head, just like the Tim Robbins thing. <laughs> How do you guys not know who Tim Robbins is? Tony Robbins, sorry. Tony Robbins. No, who, who who's Brian Williams? The news anchor on NBC, the one about the choppers. Yeah, M- NBC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was talking about he was like, um, he was doing like some war reporting, and he like jumped out of the helicopter to save somebody who got shot. Sean, you gotta be kidding me! How could you not know? It turned out he made the whole thing up. He got fired afterwards too because everyone was like, "Whoa, this was such a blatant lie! Like, what's wrong with you, dude?" <laughs> he was, he was the guy who took over after um who um Ted Koppel, Tom Brokaw. <laughs> Okay, okay. I do remember somebody being fired for making something up, but I didn't know what it was or who it was. But I mean, really, in the last few years, if I can't, all these, you know, news people getting fired. Right, but he was one of the last memorable faces before everything just kept constantly changing with the news anchors. The the big three. Again, it's more about his daughter than about him. But anyway, who cares about Brian Williams? He's probably like sitting on a street corner now. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, with Matt Lauer and Bill O'Reilly. 
Yeah, Bill O'Reilly. Hopefully Bill's on the street. His daughter was the one in um, um, Get Out. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. okay, okay. I think I know who... Wait, no, no, no. Yeah, and Girls? Was she in Girls? Terrible show. Uh, <laughs> I thought the first couple seasons were pretty good, and then it went... fell off. I'm sure Bill O'Reilly is not on a street corner. Bill O'Reilly is doing just fine. No, he's doing fine financially. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, unfortunately. Sleaze ball. Probably with his next book. Uh, killing uh killing whoever. Killing Caesar or something. <laughs> you know, oh I'm sorry, I'm drunk, so I have to and you cut this out in post. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to this podcast today, uh, called Lore. And I've heard of it. it they, you've heard of it? Yeah, I've seen the advertisements all the time. It's it's interesting. It's pretty cool. It's well produced. The guy has kind of a creepy voice, but he you know he was talking about poisonings, and uh, there was indeed because I saw I well I was watching it in the background while I work the Doctor Who episode The Romans, and I was like that's the stupidest thing to have a poisoner, but fucking hell yeah, uh, Nero's um, mother. Why is it the stupidest thing a poisoner? A royal poisoner that, that there would be a lady that worked for the 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 royalty that would poison people. Like that was her job. Okay. You go to her and you say, "Hey, I want to poison person X." Lo and fucking behold, yes, it wasn't during Nero's time, but it was before his time, and uh, she poisoned somebody so that her son. She was hired by Nero's mother to poison somebody so that Nero could be emperor. And after Nero died or left or whatever, the person after Nero had her executed. There was actually a poisoner. I found that absolutely fucking fascinating. I didn't really know that, but it makes sense. And it's so weird that I was just talking about Nero like a few hours ago today. Not the Star Trek Nero, the same Nero that Sean's talking about. Oh my God. Of course. I thought you meant the Star Trek Nero, Eric. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it's not about the Star Trek. I thought you meant Nero, Nero. Wolf. <laughs> Um, and polyester is is a show, a movie where they you'd walk into the theater and they'd give you a, a scratch and sniff card that had like you know twenty different smells on it, and then throughout the movie while you're watching it a number would go on the screen like number three and you're supposed to scratch and sniff number three on the on the scratch and sniff card it'd be like the smell of like farts or something like that or you know, eggs or bacon. Dancing asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the smell of dancing asshole. Um, but I, I'd love to get a hold of one of those smell o vision or whatever they were called. Uh, one of those cards that they would hand them out at the theater. What was that old 50s? Uh, was it William Castle? Like, he, he pulled out in a gig. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of fun. He, he would say... What was it, uh, Mr. Sardonicus, where he'd say, he'd ask the, the, the theater to vote and how they voted depending on how the movie ended. But everybody always voted the same way, so there was really only one ending with the movie. He had all these, and, and when, uh, was it House in Haunted Hill, where he had a, a skeleton on a wire oh, yeah. that would <laughs> fly over the audience at the point where the skeleton, uh, you know, that movie is not that scary. It's kind of cool, but yeah. it's not that scary. Um but and it's got a horrible skeleton scene in it that's just doesn't date well. But it's still so much fun watching that old stuff. I'll say, seeing it in the new Blu-ray that Screen Factory put out looks wonderful. Oh yes. I had a terrible copy for years that I watched. It's just like a dream seeing it proper HD. I saw it um, back in Chicago. I had a friend. Uh, we went to. Um, they had a 24-hour like quote-unquote bad film marathon they wouldn't tell you what movies were showing you just show up at six o'clock <laughs> and they continuously show movies until six o'clock the next day and i saw it there they played that there and i remember there was a scene involving an old woman that's <laughs> kind of like you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. that scared the shit out of me and it's just a simple scene but the first time you see it it just kind of makes you sharp a little tiny bit <laughs> well i don't know about that but yeah no no that was a good jump yeah yeah that's that's good. Yeah, that's an okay flick. I feel like nobody really talks about that one anymore. But yeah, I like that flick. And I even like like the remake. I think the remake is kind of cool. I really do. Was Liam Neeson in that? Uh, no, you're thinking of the haunting. 
Oh, yes. The, the House on Haunted Hill had Jeffrey Rush as uh, the Vincent Price character. Femke, Femke, what's the Bond girl? Jensen? Jensen? Yeah, she plays his wife. And then it's got uh, uh, Ali Larder, um, Don Cheadle, and Chris Kattan in it that I can wow. remember. Maybe I didn't see that. Huh. I thought I'd seen the remake, but... There is a really, really great scene involving a video camera and a surgery that I'm not going to spoil for you, but it's 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 worth the price of admission. It's 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 really not a bad remake, and it's got a great cover of "You're So Vain" over the end credits that I would listen to repeatedly. Interesting. Maybe I should check that out. Hmm. Definitely check it out. It's it's worth it. It's it's a fun remake. I mean, it's no Dawn of the Dead remake. That's like the best remake of any movie ever, but. Uh, yeah, it's, it's up there. Kind of forgotten. And Jeffrey Palmer... In fact, Jeffrey Palmer, when he did his... He, he was... Uh, he didn't imitate Vincent Price. He was actually doing John Waters. He was trying to imitate oh, really? John Waters. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a fun kind of way to bring it back around. But he wasn't doing it, like, so, you know, gay. He was just sort of like the snappy, like, Oh, yeah, it's you. That's cool. You're as... You're as I just remember this line. You're as corny as Kansas on the 4th of July. Do you guys remember that that tv series that john waters narrated what 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 oh like women snapped or women doing like no I, crimes or something yeah it was, it was something like that yeah women doing crimes oh what was it maybe i'll look it up i think that was one of the the early things that made me realize who john waters was and i saw him in that terrible child's play sequel uh, see to chucky and that's when i god bless the little people i've never seen that movie i just saw him in the have you seen uh john waters um uh, his stand-up. I, it's not really his stand-up, but it's just sort of his philosophy and most of it is funny. No, no, I've never seen that. Hmm. Oh, it's fantastic. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore. Maybe it's on Amazon Prime, but like, you know, he's talking about, you know, he, he grew up his whole life reading books and he said if you ever go on a date and you go to somebody's house and they don't have any books, don't fuck them. You know, just like really blunt stuff like that. And he doesn't talk a lot about uh, um you know, is making movies and all that. He just sort of talks about his philosophy. He has a, a, a dead baby doll in his office. Um, there's somebody that makes dolls of dead babies, and you can customize the doll. I don't know how much they are, but they're not cheap. And he ordered one. So he has a doll in his office in the corner of a decaying dead baby. And I'm like, I want that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get it. But. I was called a Till Death Do Us Part. Okay. All right. 2007. Yeah, I remember watching that show, and yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> and then the other thing that, because I was thinking of, okay, just like how film works in general with everyone who makes movies, I guess. Um, you know, I mentioned before, like little movies and things that came after that I could kind of like could relate to back to this movie. And I can tell, even though I can't necessarily put out, pull out a bunch of specific examples, I'm sure a lot of the directors we know, especially like someone like Tim Burton, probably have a lot of John Waters in their mind, you know, in, in many of the movies that he's made and others have made. And I can totally see that. Um, but I like how early in the commentary, uh, Waters, of course, mentions Bergman. And I think maybe I just get so hot when anybody just mentions Igmar Bergman's name. I love because, uh-huh. and I, I just love that John Waters, just like everybody else who makes movies, was in love with Bergman and his work early on. That's a nice touch. And then there's a real weird aside. Like, did you guys ever know who Stacy Nightmare was? Ever no, nope. Stacy Nightmare, I mean, it's not really a household name, but do you remember the social media thing uh, called Vine? Yes, barely. Okay, so Vine was a thing, you know, for a couple of years, whatever, and Stacy Nightmare became popular on, on Vine. And Stacy Nightmare was this woman who nobody really knows who she was, but she would wear these, uh, like the cardboard sun, uh, sunglasses that have like, I don't know, fake eyes, so it kind of disguises the person. And she would dress in a weird red top and a weird red wig. 
and uh, she would have like lo- like lobster claws for hands, and she would always be full on in this crazy ass character, um, and, I, and her vines were like really addictive to watch. I and mean, you can Google Stacy Nightmare, and you'll you can find all her stuff like now on YouTube and stuff. And I just feel like there's some weird connection between her and Divine, Lady Divine, even though they don't look the same or anything. Um, there, there's something about just like playing this larger than life character. And yeah. Stacy Nightmare, if you watch her little skits, it feels like a Divine circa 2013. Uh, yeah. Um, if, if, if I could add in really quick, I haven't seen Stacy Nightmare, um, but on YouTube. Uh, there's somebody called Shay St. John, in which the performer just took cobbled together like a bunch of mannequin parts and made like a life-size puppet. And they're just doing all these hallucinogenic videos like, oh, my God, my arms are so long. My arms are so long. My arms are so long. It's just and it's really scary and amusing at the same time. And definitely somehow inspired by this, although I can't write a paper right now about how. Oh, but yeah. Uh, any last words? Yeah. Uh, any last words, Eric? Say good night, Eric. Good night. Good night, everybody. That's, that's what I was looking for. Peace. Peace.